0: you're listening to the over 50 entrepreneur the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down this is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business now here's your host rick hadrava hi guys it's rick hadrava once again and you're listening to another episode of the over 50 entrepreneur podcast as always, I'm so grateful that you took the time to listen, and I think you're going to really appreciate the fact that you did so today. You know, today's guest is a great example of the entrepreneurial spirit and people making their own path in life through the things that interest them and excite them and that they have passion for. And as Mayor G.T. Bynum has has said about Mary Beth Babcock, she is a serial entrepreneur. Her most recent chapter is opening a souvenir shop called Buck Adams Cosmic Curios on 66. She did this in a 1950s Pemco gas station on Route 66 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She also created the new Route 66 roadside attraction, which is a 21-foot tall space cowboy muffler man. I can't, I can't wait to talk about that and and see that, but tourists and locals love to come take their photo with Buck. And you know, this OSU graduate um, has just really spun some really interesting chapters. And that's what she would describe it herself chapters in her life with this. She, she started with retail merchandising degree while she was working for Stan Clark at Eskimo Joe's. That is where I think she got a lot of her experience and, and she d- just chose to launch her entrepreneurial life from there. She's been awarded the Oklahoma Today's 2011 Oklahoman of the Year. She's partnered with uh, Mr. Jeff Martin, helping start Book Smart Tulsa. She helped launch the first street flea market and many more ventures. I I can't wait to get this going today. So tell you what, without further ado, let's welcome to the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast, Mary Beth Babcock. Mary Beth, thank you so much for taking time to be on our show today.
1: Thank you for inviting me to be on the show. I'm excited.
0: Well, let, let's let start the show. Uh, like I said, I really want to explore, as I read about Buck Adam and how that space cowboy muffler man came to be. I can't wait to yeah. get into that story, but let's go back a little bit further and talk to me about maybe your first endeavor in the entrepreneurial space. I believe that that was your company, Dwelling Spaces.
1: Yes. So that was the first First shop, first business that I opened on my own, you know, I had many jobs prior to that working for corporations and different companies to prepare myself to open my own shop. But in 2006, in downtown Tulsa, I opened a shop called Dwelling Spaces. It was in a 2,000 square foot space. And, you know, at that time, so many people, I think they looked at me like, are you crazy? Uh, There was no, you know, there was no BOK Center at that time. There was no ballpark at that time. Uh, What was there, McNelly's had just opened. And um, of course, there was Arnie's Bar and you had Kane's Ballroom, the Brady Theater. But for the most part, it was, you know, there wasn't much. But I've always kind of liked to go against, against the grain a little bit and do something where, you know, to help kind of start and create something. So... Fast forward, I found this uh, found this space at Second in Detroit, downtown Tulsa, and my dream was always to open my own gift shop. And you know, I had gone to gone to OSU, got a degree in retail merchandising, as you mentioned. And I've always had that retail bug. I just I always wanted to do retail, and I've I've always loved to go in fun, unique gift shops. Um, I like the experience. I like going in, finding something fun, having an interaction with the person that's working there. And so, it was a time in my life where it was I had I felt like I had done enough, worked for enough people to have have the skill to do it on my own. So I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm getting older, and so this uh, Michael Sager was the building owner at that time, and I set up a meeting with him. And he and his mother sat down with me, asked me what my vision was. I told them, and they said, let's do this. So for 10 years, I had a little gift shop on, uh, it was actually on the old alignment of Route 66 and they call it the Blue Dome District. And it was, in a nutshell, it was a shop celebrating Oklahoma. And in the beginning, I did not realize that that was the direction it was going to go. But quick, probably within a year that I was there, I realized, there is a love for Oklahoma. There are so many creative Oklahoma artists that just really needed a place to show what they, what they made. And the shop ended up morphing into a basically a ground for from artists to musicians. We had book signings. It was a, a place where people could come in, meet each other share ideas. But it was, you know, we had we had an art show once a month featuring an Oklahoma artist. We set up a, a deal called the Blue Dome Music Series with Fowler Toyota. And it we had musicians play at different venues down in the area. I worked with Jeff Martin with Booksmart Tulsa. So it ended up being kind of a not only a gift shop, but kind of a creative launching pad for so many other people, which just makes me so excited. I feel like Kind of feel like my mission in life is to help bring people together that need to know each other, and then let them create. So, I did that. I had Dwelling Spaces from 2006 to 2016.
0: And what what um, what happened with Dwelling Spaces?
1: Yes. So so that was so basically, I did that for ten years, and it you know it was a con- constantly evolving, which I absolutely. I cannot sit still. I'm always, you know, what's next? What are we going to do now? And, it, you know, it started as a gift shop um, and turned into there was a gift shop and a coffee shop within. And we were connected to uh, the entrance with Yokozuna. So we had all of those employees that were coming over. You had all the the people in that area. But fast forward, just as kind of anything, you know, the downtown started growing, which was Super cool, you know. That's when you know the BOK Center was there at that time. The Woody Guthrie Center opened up. Philbrook Museum opened an extension downtown. Uh, The ballpark. So many things. So everything grew. Well, the building ended up selling, and so my rent ended up going up, and it kind of forced me financially to reevaluate things. And it was a point in my life where I kind of was like, all right, let's let's take a step back look at this. What's next? And fast forward one morning, I was a little frustrated. And I just, I have this huge passion for Oklahoma. I am basically, I was a cheerleader growing up. I didn't, I wasn't a cheerleader into college, but growing up. So I've always had that, that spirit of of wanting to cheer people on whatever it is that they're doing. If if I'm passionate about it, I'm going to tell everyone about it. And what I missed I missed that interaction with people I missed doing the retail I my blood functions my blood flows when I'm getting to have an idea in my head and I know a certain artist that you know whether it's a graphic designer or a t-shirt designer or a poster printer you know as my passion is working with them and making that thing come to life so one morning I was like what do you want? Like, you know, you can make it happen. What do you want? So I got my little journal out and I wrote down, I want to do retail, but I want it to be small. So as I got older, I was like, I want to enjoy it. I want it to be manageable for myself. And within 30 minutes, this little gas station, 1950s gas station presented itself on Route 66 and it was available for rent. And at that time, I knew that there was a lot of love being given back to Route 66. Um, The Lieutenant Governor, Matt Pinnell, he is the Secretary of Tourism, and there is this undeniable love that, that he has for Route 66 and the state of Oklahoma, and wanting to raise that bar and, and let people know, you know, all of the incredible things that are happening in our state. And of course, for me, my focus is Tulsa. Um, and at that time, I knew that there was this thing called the Mother Road Market that was coming. It wasn't there yet, but I knew that it was coming. And that is through the Lobeck Taylor Family Foundation. And it's a huge, uh, like a modern food hall there's a little bit of retail in there, but each each food vendor has about 300 square feet. And it's, you know, maybe, maybe they're not quite ready for a brick and mortar. And, you know, it's kind of almost like a startup, but every vendor in there is super passionate. So I knew that that was coming and it's only 0.9 miles from my location. So knowing that that was coming, I felt it was worth my risk at this point in my life. I said, knowing this is coming, I think this is the time. This is the time for Route 66. And so I met with the property owners the next day. We signed a lease and then mm-hmm. basically moved in within the next month. So I have been here now since uh, it's been a year and eight months. And I'm now running Buck Adams Cosmic <laughs> on Route 66.
0: You know what? You know what's so great about that story is, and and I think entrepreneurs come to a fork in the road sometimes. What I heard was you kind of came up against this obstacle, and yeah. you really had two choices. You well, we'll say three. You could have kept going yeah. at Dwelling Spaces, but it would have made it harder for you. Yeah, you could have simply given up, right? And and retail's hard, and and that. W- but you looked at this obstacle that was in your way. And you utilized um, that moment to mm. reflect and pivot. So, so today, the the shop that you have, how does it compare to to the old dwelling spaces?
1: Yes. Well, and what you just said, you know, on on the ways that I could have gone, I'll be honest. I was, I hit a point, you know, after when When I closed dwelling spaces, it was it was emotional. I, I felt like I'm done, you know, and, and as I got older, I'm like, there's a lot of younger people coming in and they've got this expertise, and you know I, I'm getting older and like, oh my God, am I done? I have that I have those so I don't want to say it happened overnight. It took me a little you know being down and kind of like saying, "Get back up." you know what you're doing. You've done this before. You're passionate about it. People like what you do. So get up. And and that's when I had that moment in the morning, one morning, you know, it was like, what? And if I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have said, what do you want? If I wouldn't have gotten that frustrated, I probably wouldn't be, well, I would not be here today for this to become a reality.
0: You know, what's most important in what you just said is I didn't hear you say um, anything about worrying what other people would think and, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, and because let's be honest, this whole concept <laughs> is, is off the charts and that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's one of the things that we talk about in our workshops and, and even our one on one is this has to be an unconstrained vision, right? Yeah. Like, And I think that's one of the things that's great about getting a little bit older you know, I'll give mm-hmm. a shout out to the over 50 entrepreneur is one of the whoa, gifts whoa. you, one of the gifts you get is you stop caring less. I mean, we, yeah. we, we care deeply. We, we yeah. do care deeply. Otherwise we wouldn't be in business, but we don't right. care what we have no control over what people are going to think or, or say. Right. Um, right. but yet there's an audience, right? There's an audience for what you do. And I think that that, that's something that I hope, the people listening today, you know, as business owners are, are really reminded of is they there it's their vision and you, and you got to yeah. see it through. Um, and the pivot yeah. is, is brilliant. Well, let, let me ask you this, let's get into, so here you have Buck Adams cosmic curios on route 66. Let's yeah. talk, let's talk about this now infamous Buck Adam. And, you know, you, you've got this, You've got this large 21-foot cowboy sitting yes. out there, and, and I just love it. How did that come to be?
1: Yes. Okay. So this is, a, this is a fun story for me to tell and reflect on and then to be like, yes, you made, you made that happen. You followed through and you made it happen. I think so many times we come up with ideas and just don't think we can make it a reality, but boy, if I wasn't going to, I was determined. And many, many years ago, you know, when I saw Pops open on Route 66, I remember seeing Pops, you know, 66 foot tall, uh, neon, you know, soda pop bottle. And it's, you know, a gas station inside. They've got all these different soda pops and you can go in and pick whichever kind you want and have a milkshake. And, you know, it's just a really fun experience. And I just thought to myself, like, I guess. That's a new roadside attraction. That's when my wheels started turning, but you know, nothing ever really came to fruition. But it's it's interesting how things take time sometimes, and you're able to reflect and go, "Oh my gosh, I remember thinking that." And when I had dwelling spaces downtown, I had a big dream of doing this giant. It was going to be a 16 foot tall robot. And like a metal roadside attraction and again I was on the old alignment of Route 66 downtown so that's how I was making that make sense but I just kept running into walls. reasons you know you can't do that it's going to cost twenty thousand dollars to brace the roof to do this or you can't do that location it's too close to the you know the wires or whatever so back forward getting this location I mean you know it's a gas station you've got the whole lot it was screaming roadside attraction. And I, my friend Reese Martin, he's the president of the Oklahoma Route 66 Association, had sent me a, a presentation that this guy named Joel Baker with American Giants had done about a 20 minute presentation on roadside attraction, specifically muffler men. And I sat down one day and watched that. And what a muffler man is, a lot of people think, oh, it's made out of mufflers. It's, it's not their fiberglass sculptures and they were seen, a lot of them were seen holding mufflers. So that's how they get their name. But they were originally made in the sixties for gas stations, power shops, you know, a, a big attraction to get people to come into their store and buy their souvenirs, you know, buy, buy a soda pop, whatever it is. And to watch this presentation. And again, as I get older, And a little wiser, I watched this presentation. I thought, well, I'm going to reach out to this guy and just see what he says. Well, he gave me the time of day. This guy, Joel Baker, lives in Colorado. And he said, give me a call tomorrow. I give him a call. We talked on the phone for over an hour. Originally, he was going to loan me one of his muffler men from his personal collection, which was a 20-foot tall Phillips 66 muffler man. And then as time went on, conversation, he was like, wait a second. He knew about my mascot, Buck Adams. He was like, you need your own muffler man. So at that point, he introduced me to Mark Klein in Virginia, Natural Bridge, Virginia, who is a fiberglass sculptor, had made other muffler men. And he said, you need your own Buck Adams. So I talked with Mark. He sketched out this awesome space cowboy that just blew my mind that this is how much it's going to cost. And then, of course, I say, oh my gosh, can this even happen? So I had to go to the city. I have to apply for a permit. You know, you have to go through all the process. It's not like it just happened overnight, but I I had the support, thank goodness, from the city, Father Fothergill, G. T. Bynum, you know, everyone was like, they want to see this type of thing along Route 66. And, you know, especially, Here in in Tulsa, there it's just the momentum right now is huge. We raised the money through so many different groups, supportive, you know, the property owners in the neighborhood want to see this happen. And I don't, I'm not sitting on a, you know, a a huge pot of gold over here. So I had to get support from my neighbors, from people in the the area to raise the money for bucks. Now, uh May 9th of 2019, Buck got installed in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he's now a roadside attraction. And I've had people ask, he's been on Travel OK ads, he's been on Visit Tulsa ads. He was on the cover of Oklahoma Today imagine. He's getting so much press. But for me, it's it's not only for myself and my business. There's multiple facets of this. It's like my excitement again is is the merchandising side of things. Like I love making merchandise, so that's that's how I'm going to keep keep things going. But not only does Buck help me, Buck is going to help everyone on on the route basically. Like I, my whole mission, he'll have a story. You know, Buck's mission is to help revitalize '66. So he has. He has a job.
0: It, it's so funny. We, we've we recently had a guest on who wrote a book called Talk Triggers. And yeah. I think what you've done is created the ultimate talk trigger for Route 66. Um, and as I'm listening to you, not only does this support you and, and your shop, but I got to imagine that, you know, you're getting people coming by to see this attraction and it's supporting yes. multiple businesses that are located in the proximity. Um, yes. Buck, right.
1: Yes. And that's, you know, just, I mean, I can give you a perfect example. You know, the the area is obviously growing and next door was a transmission shop, an active transmission shop. And he said, you know, yeah, if somebody names the right price. I'll sell the building. Well, Somebody named the right price, and now there's another gift shop going in right next door, and so a gift shop and a bakery, some different things are going in this transmission shop. So I think Buck is already, you know, attracting, and we already did have the beautiful historic, um, gigantic Meadow Gold neon sign, which is beautifully placed, like it's catty cornered from where Buck is. So, like, having that and having, you know, it's just all these beautiful things, like, balancing out each other, I guess, is a good way to say it. But even our city has gotten behind, our city has offered a grant for any businesses along Route 66, um, if they want to get a neon sign, they can apply for a grant that they'll pay up to $10,000 for your sign. And through, through all of that process and... We've got a sign being built right now to add to. I was like, if we're going to do this, let's go all out.
0: Let's go big. Absolutely. No pun pun intended. Absolutely. (laughs) So so you are unbelievably creative and i love how all this is coming together for you i'm i'm curious about you know what what's got you excited as you look out over the next couple years and you see the direction that things are taking
1: oh my goodness that's a great that's a great question you know like i said i think the things that i get so excited about are working with others and um you know, I've, one of my dear friends is here in town, uh, Danny O'Connor. He owns the Outsider's House Museum. And some of you all might know, remember the band House of Pain, the song Jump Around? That's yes. Danny O'Connor. He was okay. in that band. Well, he moved here from Beverly Hills to open, to, to buy the Outsider's House and turn it into a museum. So having people like him come to town and, and working, you know, the future is... Working together with people like him, working together with the Mother Road market, you know, down the way, working together with other people um, to help make Route 66 like an experience. And that's, you know, with that, you know, we just met last week to start a, a Tulsa Route 66 business association. There's no business association specifically for Tulsa's Route 66. And I was like, this needs to happen. So there's so many different things to look forward to. Um, I couldn't even, if there's so many, I wouldn't even know really where to start. But those, those are some, some little things. I can't wait to watch it transform. And another, you know, one of my favorite, I couldn't do this shop not travel route 66 so last year i traveled oklahoma to santa monica with my dear friend lily and she had done it before so she kind of helped map it out and she had specific people she said you've got to meet this business owner they embody route 66 and it's like i can't i couldn't do this shop without without really doing doing the route and that experience for me um the reason I brought all that up was there's a town called Williams, Arizona, and it's near the Grand Canyon, and it is lit up at night. All I mean, neon, every single shop neon. You just look down the road, and it's it's alive. And that's what I'd love to see. You know, when I when I dream about what would this look like, it's you know I dream those type of things, and sometimes I do dream uh, too big, but I just have learned don't. You know, like you said earlier, I can't I can't worry about what other people think. I have to follow my heart. This is my life. And I want to look back and be proud of what what I've done. And I want to I may not be wealthy, but I am rich in my heart. And that is success to me. But I feel like the uh, success financially will will definitely start uh, unfolding as time comes, and you know talking with people like you and learning from the different people that you've interviewed on your podcast i i'm, a, I'm i am attracted I reach out I'm passionate about other people that are are excited about what they do
0: well and, and I, I, <laughs> I think I think you're gonna make a big impression and you know when we talk about um you know not caring about what what people think i think we got to, yeah. i want to be careful because i yeah. ultimately that entrepreneur's goal is to create massive value for other people and that's yeah. what that i think ultimately what i can see is as your vision takes shape it's going to open opportunities for other entrepreneurs and yeah. people and that's that's great so here, let, let's shift a little bit, um, uh-huh. real, real quick. Uh, what advice you've had this journey as an entrepreneur, and you're very passionate. If you were to give advice to entrepreneurs that that are listening to this show today, what 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 would you want to share with them?
1: Yes, um, something that I I would share that I wish I kind of wish that I would have done earlier on is to not. Be afraid to ask somebody for help. You know whatever that help is to you, whether it's advice, whether it's financial help, whether it's and you know. And I'm still learning this to this day. But you know, a, a, again, a friend Danny, he had said, you know, nobody's going to know unless you ask for help. People want, you know, want help, but to not be afraid, to not be afraid to if you don't know the answer to something, or to talk with other successful uh, business. Owners and you know, like with me, I got super lucky when I when I was opening this shop. There's a lot of help out there that I don't think a lot of people even realize. We, here in Tulsa, there's a thing called uh, Kiva, and again, it's a, a deal through the Lobeck Taylor Family Foundation. It was a uh, loan that I applied for. It was Kiva.org. I applied for this loan. I got it. it was Ten thousand dollars, no interest. And I get to pay it over, you know, a, a nice amount of time. So I, I was able to use that to start up my my shop. But to not, you know, if I could go back, I wouldn't want to. I kind of a lot of times would just be like, I got this. I don't need help. I don't need to ask for help. I'm embarrassed to ask for help. To so not, my advice: not be afraid to ask for help.
0: You I'm so glad that you hit on that. Uh, you know, because we, we have built communities of entrepreneurs where we can come together and go through, you know, things to help us with our businesses. But the reality is, you know, I get phone calls all the time from business owners and they just need someone to talk to, or they have a question. And yeah. it really, and, you know, I, I think sometimes as, business owners we feel like well we're on an island and we can't talk to our oh, employees right. we can't talk to our significant others our family and so sometimes it's very common to see uh, see a business owner feel isolated and so I yeah. think you're right ask for help you know the worst thing anybody's ever going to say is no and right. um uh, at the end of the day, exactly. you're still going to be breathing. You're still going to be surviving. Um, so I'm glad you shared that. Well, listen, this is great. I could go, I could go deep for a long time on on many yes. of the things you're doing. But we're coming to the end of the show. If somebody, yes. if somebody wants to learn more about, you know, Buck Adam, your your shop, what you're doing, how do they get in touch with with you and learn more about about your business?
1: Yes, so of course, you know one of the big things we have our, our website, which is it's buckadams on sixty six dot com, and sometimes people think it's a d a m s, but it's buck and then it's a t o m s. So buckadams on sixty six dot com. We also have our social media presence from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter, and that is all at buckadams on sixty six. Um, you're welcome to email me if you want. Buck Adams on 66 at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, just uh, visit us in Tulsa on Route 66. I like for people to have the actual experience. So come and see us. Take a picture with Buck and our address It's 1347 East 11th Street on Route 66 in Tulsa.
0: Well, I, I think I told you before the show that, uh, you know, I've talked to my wife and I think the next time we make a trip to Tulsa, um, we're going to be coming down route 66 because we want to see you. And I, I would encourage anybody, um, you know, traveling Oklahoma city to Tulsa, Tulsa to Oklahoma city through that area to consider taking the route 66. Um, I think it's a great trip if you've never done it. And now we've got this 21 foot, um, Buck Adam to, to to look at close and personal. So appreciate you being on the show and appreciate you sharing your story today.
1: Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Well, guys, any notes, if you want to see notes and information on this show today, be sure to check out our website, uh, www epicsbiz.com that's epicsbiz.com we'll have show notes to, to this podcast resources other information you can find out about our show and in our workshops and other things that can help you with your business remember you're listening to the over 50 entrepreneur podcast appreciate you listening and until next time remember we're only getting started The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap, build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our Freedom Formula at epicsbiz.com slash formula. And remember, we're only getting started.